wanderers and welcome back to outlaws wanted last time the crew of the honor was shot down no sooner had they arrived at rock than a ship so twisted by chaos that the halls were bursting and mutated attacked the honor the fight was close but in the end after being boarded and devastated by ship-to-ship projectiles the honor crash lands on rogue the crew is injured and marooned on an unknown and lifeless planet all right, Sully, you come to, much like in our very first episode, in a room filled with smoke and fire, on board the Honor. I will say at this point, you feel a profoundly uncomfortable thing, which is momentum. You can feel the ship moving, which is very infrequent for your ships. All right. Do we have enough O2 that I'm not like going to die immediately? <laughs> you don't know anything. You're, the room you are in is damaged. The computers are offline. It's... Like your coffee. Can I breathe in this room? Uh, you're not like in hard vacuum, but it's full of it's like filling with smoke, and you're like coughing. Uh, where where are spacesuits? Uh, okay, so you are in the science room. I'm pulling open the floor plan of the ship. Sorry, one second. I think you'd be in the med bay, and they would be down in the cargo hold area. That that is what I would figure. Yes, I'm gonna run and get that probably by the door. Like right by bed, like the door, the outer door by Medbay. Uh, okay. Would be my guess because that's probably where we dock. Okay, I'll say you don't have to make a roll for that. You run out and throw on a uh, space suit. It begins filtering the smoke and you're able to breathe air. Now what do you do? If we're feeling momentum, that means something's horribly wrong in the engine room. So I'd go there, I think. Uh, okay, you run into the engine room. The engine is not running. Like... I would say you kind of have, like, your phased antimatter drive provides power to the ship um, and also propulsion. And right now the phased, like, antimatter reaction is dead. Like, whatever chamber houses that, like, arcing purple light that is kind of the heart of your ship is completely dark. Kind of haphazardly... Oh, wait, no. Vika's not in here. She's up by guns. Never mind. This room is empty and silent. Can I see if I can get it working? Uh, You can. Roll plus sharp. I do not get it working. What'd you roll? A six. Oh, no. Okay, so you go up and start, like, this is not your area of expertise. This is not the thing you know about. And as you start working on it, you realize you're, like, way out of your depth. This is, like, you have the experience necessary to set a bone, and you were just asked to do open-heart surgery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have a passing understanding of how to get the ship to run if it's already running, not how to start up an engine. Um. Well, I guess I'll try comms to see if anyone's alive at this point your comms have been silent the entire time and still are all right i will start randomly going through the ship to find well i'll go to the helm i think would be the next place i'd check for people this is like your home this is the place where you've been like most comfortable 
and it's almost totally opaque. You're making your way there by, like, touch alone. Even through the filters in your spacesuit that is kind of functioning it. Well, actually, no, we'll say you're just running off reserve oxygen in your spacesuit at this point. So, like, you know that if you could smell, you would just smell like an acrid, plasticky burning prevailing the entire ship. When you open the door to the bridge, you can see glowing fire on a lot of the consoles through like a haze of smoke that's kind of casting this whole place in like a sickly orange. From outside the view screen that is like actually the transparent part of your ship, it's covered in like black slime, but you see wisps of like cloud cover or air flying past the ship. And you also can see like heat trails beginning to form as obviously the outside of your ship is beginning to heat up. Also, you see Captain Malcolm Llewellyn laying unconscious on the ground. I was in the transporter room. Oh, shoot. You were in the transporter room. I'm sorry. You're right. You see nothing. It's empty. <laughs> I, like, other than just, like, searching the ship for people, I don't know what to do. Is there something I should be doing? Like, I can't get power onto the ship. No, you're doing what you should be doing. Well, I guess I'd go to gunnery next because that's where they should be. All right. You climb up to gunnery. So this area, I would say, is, like, less full of smoke because there just isn't as much to be on fire here. But you can still see, like, a faint fog filling the room. Down at one end, you can see the slumped forms of Vika and Jyla. Yeah, I'm going to go here, Vika. I'm going to do three hit points. Actually, I shouldn't probably... Are they just, like, down to zero? Is that how this works? Um, so I would say they are unconscious, like as in they've been hit in the head and they're unconscious, not that they are like, it's not damage track dead, it is status unconscious. So if you want to try to heal them, you can just do that with like first aid and and a check. Yeah, I'm assuming it's smarts then. Yeah, that would be smarts. That'll be an eight on Vika. Um, okay, so you kind of, like, slap Vika a little bit. I and- just dr- jam an adrenaline shot into her leg. <laughs> no, adre- you do that. Adrenaline shots go to the heart. Always? I think so. So you Pulp Fiction, Vika. Vika, you wake up with a needle sticking out of your chest. <laughs> um, Vika, the ship is going through atmosphere. We have no engines and no helm. I think you should go fix that now. <laughs> what? Uh, well, okay. Um. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, she gets up and staggers towards the engine. <laughs> I pull the needle out of her chest as she walks by. You uh, stagger away, and uh, as soon as you start going down the stairs, you start coughing as thick smoke envelops the area that you are in. So when I first described the spacesuit that Vika had, I had imagined it like Star-Lord, um, where it's like, you know, you can just like, push a button, um, and you have your coverage. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, and I upgraded, not in, like, uh, actual way, but narratively. So, yeah, I definitely have that, and as soon as I start coughing, I knock whatever button I need to to have my space your little air filter down. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you... Boop, 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 put up your helmet and you're like able to breathe a little bit better. I think at this point you are like filtering the air based on what you described. It's not like a long-term oxygen supply that you constantly carry around with you. Yeah. And you start making your way back towards the engines. When you enter the engine room, this is like worst case scenario, the engine being out. Getting one to fire up again is more of an art than a science. This is, you know, like you're basically defibrillating your ship as it's rocketing through atmosphere. 
At this point now, you can start hearing groaning and feel the floor underneath of you getting noticeably warm. Oh, no. Because your ship is falling through atmosphere. No! <laughs> which means it's heating up drastically and quickly with no shields. Yep. Well, uh, I've got to... Actually, hang on. Wait, so the engine is is dead, right? Yeah, you can try to start it, but it's like this is okay, not sorry. easy to do. I was looking at the status, and it said engine is online because if the- <laughs> yeah, 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 this that was like while you were in the fight, and then yeah, like the last barrage to the ship was like basically every system's yeah. offline and damaged. Yeah, if that was the case, I was gonna stumble to the helm to get that up, but uh, engines first. That's an eleven. Uh, okay. So. This is like a very delicate process of you having to kind of understand and feel what the ship needs as you start filling the chamber with phased antimatter again. You're having to do all of this by touch and feel rather than using complicated equipment. You're literally having to like feel how warm pipes are and the like track the vibrations of this reaction as you manage to spark life again into your ship. As you do, it groans and protests and you see like a faint purple glow beginning to build as your ship is kind of coughed back to life. Once this happens, lights turn back on and some other systems start to come back up again. Like a few computer screens are lit now, like power has been at least returned to your ship but there are still fires in the helm and there is still extensive damage all over the ship. At least for Vika, as soon as the engine is up because we're hurtling toward something, and I think by this point, the adrenaline has like, she's like mentally caught up with what the adrenaline shot gave her. Yeah. Uh, She runs up to the helm so we can just fly the ship and like, not crash. Uh, okay, Sully, what are you doing? I move on to the next crew member that I know where they're at. <laughs> so, Jyla? That's yep. me. I slap Jyla in the face. Ow. Medically. <laughs> That's a nine. Uh, okay, so you kind of shake and slap Jyla awake. Jyla, you're awake. You're on board a ship that's on fire and filling with smoke. You see Sully above you. He looks worried and bad. Sully, how are you doing? <laughs> Terrible. Truly terrible. Our ship is falling through atmosphere right is now. what? Go help Vika. She's in the engine room, I think. Comms are out. All right. Uh, do you know where Captain is? Sorry, do you know where Admiral Captain Malcolm Llewellyn is? I think he was at the helm, wasn't he? Nope. Okay, I'll keep looking. Sully, roll plus weird. That'll be a 12. Cool. Where were you? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Sully, you... Try to feel out where you can feel other life in the ship. Admiral Captain Malcolm Llewellyn is in the transporter room. (laughs) I I just thought about something. Where's Lucy? That's a really good question that will be answered. Jyla, what are you doing? I like how I slapped Jyla in the face like three times, but I gave Vicon a drop (laughs) one shot. You rolled slightly worse on that, and it's funny flavor text. Jyla, what are you about? Um, I'm going to help Vika, like Sully said. All right, Vika, you run from the engine room and see Jyla standing in the helm. All controls are dead. What do you both do? Also, this room's on fire. Like, entire room's on fire. All the consoles are burning from electrical fire. I am going to get the helm up so that we can fly. All right. Roll me some sharp. Can I assist or should I just roll? You can to- You can try to assist. Just tell me what you do. 
She hands her the duct tape. It might be useful right now, okay? Honestly, it might be. <laughs> That's an eight. All right, add one to your roll, Vika. Uh, I don't need to. It's an 11. All right. So with that 12 and with the assistance of the duct tape that Jyla is insistent upon giving you, which in this case, at this point, you need even just to use as a towel to put out the fires, you manage to just kind of like patch in the most rudimentary. We can fire the engine in a direction control and we can like orient the ship. That's good. Sully, you go and find Admiral Captain Malcolm Llewellyn. He is unconscious in the transporter bay. What do you do? I kill him. (laughs) As I stick the knife into him, look at me. I'm the captain now. (laughs) I I am the admiral captain now. (laughs) Oh, I heal him. (laughs) Oh, oh, good. I was worried there. That's a nine. Uh, All right, so you... Slap Captain Malcolm Llewellyn to wait or awake. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> Sully? Yes. Mal, you have a moment of consciousness. You look up, you see Sully, and then Jyla and Vika. Which one of you is gonna want to try to stop the uh descent of your ship onto this planet? Uh I will. Okay. Roll piloting. That's cool. Okay, and real quick, we we get to bank that camaraderie point Jyla gave us, right? Uh, uh, I think you... she only got she only got a she got lower than a ten, right? Yes. Oh, we can only bank if it's. I believe that is. I think you can. Let me um, double check that. I think you can bank it. I think we can. Um, I don't remember not being able to do that. Yeah, it can be used on that roll or a later roll. Okay. Uh, what's piloting? Cool. It says an eight. So, as soon as you get the controls back on, you grab the stick and, like, whatever throttle control there is. This is, like, a part of the ship you would very infrequently use. Usually you'd be using some kind of aid from the computer and other controls. Um, you look and see that your ship is now giving you a readout of distance to collision that is a number way smaller than it should be and drastically shrinking. You orient your ship just away from the ground, fire engines full, and that number starts to slow, but it doesn't stop dropping because you have a lot of momentum to undo against a lot of friction. And right as you think like, oh, maybe we'll make it, the number goes number and you feel a horrible impact as your ship crashes into the ground. You said the number goes number. The number number. goes number? I'm sorry, the number goes negative. As you feel a horrible impact. Oh no! And your ship crashes into the ground. Oh no! Like, and this isn't just there's holes punched in your ship. You feel metal give and bend as parts of your ship crash and break off into whatever the surface of this thing that you just ran into is. Captain Malcolm Llewellyn, you wake up, you see Sully's face in front of you, and then you feel a horrible lurch as the ship smashes into the ground. Do I go unconscious again? No. Okay. Oh, what what just happened? Um, judging by the velocity of the wind and the ship, we are planet side. Well, I mean, the two of us look like we're okay. Where, where were the where were the where were Jyla and Vika and Lucy for that matter? I haven't I haven't heard from Lucy in quite a while. Um, Lucy is I have I'm assuming in the galley because he never leaves. Vika and Jyla are on the helm or in the engine room. I'm not sure where anything is. Comms are down. I found you. The other two are awake and moving about. And that is as good as... Well, we're moving about. After we 
hit planets, I don't know who's doing what anymore, honestly. We better, better go find them. Hopefully they're okay after that crash. You walk out of the transporter room and see a very bad sight. And that is a shaft of sunlight going through a hole in the ship. You can literally see where the back end of the ship has crumpled as it smashed into the ground. The cargo bay door is pinned. Like, you can see rocks jutting through, because that's where, like, the back of your ship smashed backwards into the ground and kind of planted itself. Um, yeah, and then just other than that, you can see, like, bends and wrinkles in the ship. This doesn't look good. Yeah, I'm guessing we're going to be here for a while. So, upon impact, uh, Vi looks around for Jyla, because I don't think she was seated with a seatbelt on. Oh, no, she was thrown into the windshield for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like a bug. Yes. Vi is looking for her to make sure she's not dead. She's not dead. Good. You're not dead. Not unconscious either? She's sitting up with like a huge lump on her head. Like a cartoon, cartoon-sized lump. Yes. Birds run. Jyla, Jyla, are you are you okay? Oh, yeah. Um, flying ships is not usually my gig. Um, so sorry. Yeah, no offense. I like it when Mel does it better, but I understand we were flying basically a bucket. So good job. Yeah, I I prefer it when he flies too. Um. Let's get out of this before um, I'm still worried the ship's going to blow up. So can you can you stand? Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be around this explosion for once. What? <laughs> Who are you, and what have you done? With How my hard girlfriend? was Jyla hit on the head? <laughs> um, and, yeah, Vi helps her up, and and they get out of the ship. I think we like arm around each other, like stagger out of the ship. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you stagger out of the helm into the cargo bay. The cargo bay door is crushed shut. You can see rocks protruding into your ship. Um, there's shafts of light from like holes that have opened and like rips that have been torn in the ship. Do we see Mal and Sully too? Yeah, Mal and Sully are back there. <laughs> Got it. Oh, good. You guys, you guys seem like you're you're all right, relatively speaking. Relatively, yeah. I go and see if Lucy's around. Uh, you open the door to the galley, and as soon as you step in, like, right past your nose, a, like, butcher knife, meat cleaver, paring knife, fork, spatula, all just, like, slam into the wall. <laughs> and you look over and see Lucy. My apologies, Sullivan. I did not mean to do something so hostile, but I was defending the galley from invaders. Um, I don't know if you are aware, but we almost certainly have crashed. I can tell by the rocks. And he points up as, like, there's a giant, like, spit of rock smashed through the kitchen, <laughs> through the fridge, through the stove somehow, like, splitting the table in half. I think that my kitchen is, well, not as defended as I would have liked it to be. I apologize. Um, looking at the rest of the ship, I think it's actually in pretty good condition. Grand Master of the Kitchen, Lucy. Well, I, f I feel I could have done a better job, but I, I thank you for your kind words, even if they are, of course, false. I take full responsibility. He looks very upset. Well, um, that is okay, but Vika said the ship might blow up, so would you like to leave with the rest of us? 
If I am ordered to, of course I shall protect whatever part of the ship you need, and I can bring with me this small collapsible pot and some water and continue to cook for you wherever we end up. Um, let's do that then. Alright, he hastily loads up like a travel kit of cooking supplies and like a little heat source. Whoa, 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 Lucy, slow down. Haste makes waste. I'm just kidding. We need to go now. He briskly (laughs) packs up a kit of cooking supplies (laughs) and uh, just kind of like punches rocks out of the way as he makes his way out of the kitchen. While they've been having that conversation, Vi has been uh, directing Mal to like open up the, not the, I assume the cargo bay door is smashed. Smashed shut, yeah. Uh, so, like, we're trying to get out of the door that's between the uh, med bay and the engine room, like the normal airlock door. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Because I'm guessing there is, it's not an easy door to open right now. Oh, can Jyla go get Ellie, her big robotic arm? Yep. And try to, like, help punch the rocks out of the way? Uh, definitely, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You have the sound of someone first realizing how to roleplay ever. Like, oh, can I do this thing? (laughs) It was adorable, but also very confusing since we've been doing this for five years now. (laughs) Uh, Roll, I'm going to say blast some baddies just because there isn't anything else to roll. Okay. Do you want to roll something else? You sound dejected. No, I'm just trying to figure out, like, I feel like it would be tough, but I, uh, like, it should be better than, like, my normal punching because it's a robotic arm so i'm trying to figure out how to do that i'm comfortable with this giving you a plus one because you're using it and not its intended use okay like if this was a weapon it'd be different but you know 11 okay so vika you like managed to crack into the access panel and get the door to slide open like with manual control just using whatever little bit of like you're having to jump wires the ship is not wanting to let you open this door. Well, and, and I think I think she's trying to get Mal to, like, get out his blade and, like... Just, like, pry it a little bit. Yeah. So the door, like, starts to slide open and it immediately starts hitting something. And then, Jyla, you just come walking up with the power glove to end all power gloves and just start punching the door open. You, like, get an arm free and start knocking rocks loose as you guys manage to force the door open. I grabbed my some medical supplies and my particle magnetism weapon on our way out. Uh, all right. Yeah, Jyla's gonna have, like, some bombs on her, her particle magnetism axe, and now Ellie, her power arm. Uh, okay. So, you force your way out and start walking out. When you get out from, like, just the ship, you can see where, like, the ship smashed into these rocks, and there's, like, a crater and scorched around you, but, like, outside of the initial, like, collision area of the ship hitting the ground, you can see that this was, like, a fairly rocky and mountainous area, like, just very sharp, angular, not super tall, but, like, I'm trying to think, craggy, I think is the word I'm looking for, rocky area, and you're just kind of at the pit of that, and you're all very beat up. (laughs) Can I do an investigation check for signs of life? identification marks of anything? Uh, yeah. You can do an investigation check for signs of life. Does this look like a planet that's been cracked open and had chaos pouring out of it, or no? Well, okay, so putting pieces... Should that be, like, the result of my role, (laughs) is determining that? Well, no! Figuring out what planet you're on, I think, is like, well, okay, so planets in reality are extremely far away from each other. When you lost power, you would have gotten pulled into whatever the nearest thing that had gravity is. 
Okay. That would have been Roke. So you can basically know this is Roke. You don't exactly know where you hit Roke, and it's a planet. So there's that. But you, you're on Roke. Okay, Jyla, you said you wanted to know about animal life. Roll me that investigation check, or life in general. Just like any sign of life. Yeah. And it's a 12. So, right around the ship, like I said, scorched, burnt. Uh, around that is fairly desolate, just because it's a lot of rock. But you kind of, like, shimmy your way up to a place where you have at least a little bit of a vantage point And start looking around. It is eerily quiet in a way that you very rarely experience. Usually you're on board a ship where there's a constant kind of mechanical hum, or you're on a very crowded station, or you're on, like, a population center of a planet. Here there is just kind of silence and the, you know, roar of the wind over these rocks. When you get up and look around, you can see to one side, there is definitely some green off in a distance, and to another, you just see kind of this rocky, almost like obsidian-like, I'm trying to think of, like, mountain range isn't the right word. Outcropping? Outcropping, yeah. Um, I don't know what you call, like, a large area of just rocks. But you can see, like, in one distance, you can see a little bit of green down at a lower elevation, but the other way, you can kind of just see more rocks getting higher. And I don't see, like, trails or... No, uh uh-uh. Movement or smoke or... You would see none of those things. Okay. Vi is going to take stock of the ship, um, and I want to roll to see if this is even something that we can fix. Oh, so the ship? Okay, yeah, roll investigation. Thirteen. Okay, so the helm is still on fire. Like, you can actually see fire inside of the helm, like, looking up at the top of the ship. From the back of the ship, you can see, like, clear structural damage. Like, bent metal, gaps in your armor, like, damage. The Mm -hmm. engine is running, which is a good sign, because it means that, like, the heart of the ship isn't dead, and you know, like, in dry dock, this would be fixable. Metal can be cut and rebent and heated and forged out again. Yeah. But right here with the tools that you have, you are absolutely stranded. Okay. Yep. That's kind of what I thought. Okay. So I think our first order of business is find shelter, food, make sure we have the supplies to survive. And, you know, we need to get a message out back to Homestead so that they know where we are and what happened to us. Think our, do you think we have enough power to be able to do that? Uh, it's going to be tough, but I think I can try to make that work. Uh, and Vi is going to go straight back in and head for the bridge and try to fix comms. Uh, okay, so you head into the bridge. Like I said, there's still like electrical fires. Those are the first things that you're going to have to take care of. Yeah, no, I assume so. Do we, ha- do we have some kind of fire extinguisher? Yeah, I mean, you still have to make a roll, but however you want to do that. Okay. <laughs> however you want that to look. <laughs> I think we have some kind of fire extinguishing, like, foam thing that's... Yeah. That's going to be a roll plus cool. I think you'd have to if Jyla's on board. <laughs> I, I think what I want to do is I'm going to open the ship to vacuum to vent all the air so that the fire will go out. I think Sully will like that very much. You open the ship to vacuum and then you remember you're breathing air right now. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. We're on a planet. <laughs> I, 
I was I was just being <laughs> I was. That is an eight to take care of the electrical fires. I think it's something that like would happen though, like not in you being stupid, but like, oh yeah, I'll just vent it. Oh wait, we're not actually we can't actually do that. <laughs> so there's a pretty significant amount of damage caused by these fires, but you are eventually able to put them out. The comm system is like broken broken like this was damaged when you went into the fight and then there was like an unextinguished fire on the ship for a long time as you guys were unconscious and then just trying not to crash so you're going to have to like cobble together a solution to basically make a new comm system that's going to be able to send like not video not audio text only just a brief message like a morse code yeah basically that's the equivalent of what you're able to do is just like broadcast a vague message depending on this role Okay, I want to do my quiet in the storm to find potential new solutions in a dangerous situation. Uh, Okay, we will do Vika's roll, and then we will do that. I got a 10. Uh, Okay, so you're able to make this thing that can send a text, a brief text message. What what do you guys want that to be? Mm, My guess is it should be something along the lines of uh, stranded at... Because we... I could be wrong, but if I know... Malcolm, he would have been sending updates to he did, Homestead. Actually, yeah, actively, definitely on yeah. my sent an update. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, Mal, Mal definitely sent like when we started on our way out here. He definitely sent a "Here's where we're going" message. Here's what we're doing, and I imagine he probably sent periodic updates, but they wouldn't have had much anything. Just still going. Yeah, so I think it would need to be something along the lines of. Is this like a, a 140 characters? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to like give you a certain number of characters. Just don't don't write a love letter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Then I, I think it's stranded at um, and then g- just give them the coordinates then. Would you make an exception if she made it a love poem? Uh, no, no, that's that's longer and too much flowery words. <laughs> I, I also think that she would add heavy chaos presence would would need would need a lot of firepower for rescue and like rescue requested uh okay that message has been sent you receive nothing to indicate anything about a reply like oh, yeah. just, i mean i imagine this takes time to get there well and even then you would not have a way to receive a message back yeah like yeah. your comm system is this is like barely held together loop of stuff being sent out like what like we were able to cobble enough just enough together that we could like tap some wires together to tap on a morse code message but <laughs> yeah okay and admiral captain malcolm llewellyn you said you wanted to make a quiet in the storm roll correct well that was that was intended to help Vi with her role, but that didn't matter. Oh, sorry. I thought that you were just wanting to know, in general, solutions to a current predicament. I mean, I can do that too. It's up to you. It's up to you. Yeah. I mean, I'll do that to try to like help find a reasonable shelter because that was my next agenda item. Okay. Wow. That is... That is a 14. Well, so here's the good news. Your ship is powered. It has a door, kind of. It's mostly watertight-ish. It could be easily, like, those gaps could be filled. And it, th- the kitchen still has food in it. So you're not starving to death and you have shelter, but you're stranded. That's kind of the situation. Like, looking at this calmly, you're like, well, we're not totally boned, but we're also not not boned because eventually we're going to run out of food. And you also could kind of think to yourself, given what we know, there is a non-zero chance the outlaws would let us starve to death and get slugged. <laughs> oh, oh, no. 
What are you saying? That is an option? Huh? That is an option for them? Uh, for them, yes. I mean, they might send a rescue team, but you also know that it's like... We're really far out. Well, uh. <laughs> that's something... Yeah, that's something I want to have a conversation about because, yeah, there's other reasons, too, that I don't know if they would risk it. Uh, but that, I think, is conversations you guys should have in character. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm done. So with, with that role, do I determine that the ship is not imminently about to explode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fires are all out at this point. The The fires was mainly focused in the helm. Okay. Other than that, it was just the engine was off, the ship was heating up, and all the other systems were offline because you had no power. But right now, you don't need life support. Your comms are down, your helm is down, but the ship can't fly anyways, so now you basically just have a very nice power generator sitting in a very leaky house. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll rejoin everyone and, and relay all that. So if we, uh, if I got a message out to the outlaws, we think, uh, no way to receive a message. From what I can tell, the ship is not in danger of exploding. It should be, should be fine to use this as our shelter, um, seeing as we have all our food in here as well. We will want to, we will want to get this patched up so that in case it rains or something, we can, don't have to worry about water. But I think we, I think we're, I mean, as things go, I think we're in a pretty good position where none of us are dead. We have shelter, we have food, and we've got to figure out what to do next. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would call this a good position. I did, uh, I did request a rescue, but I, there's a lot of chaos here, and I just don't know if they would be willing to come out and rescue us when letting us get slugged and come back the easy way is an option. That's a good point. Yeah, they they very well might just let us die out here so we can return as our slugs. But Well, about that, I... Did I tell them about my conversation with former Harmony? That's up to you. <laughs> no, um, I think you you mentioned something about being functionally immortal to somebody. I don't remember who that was. I I, th I think we I talked about it to you guys. Let's just say you haven't and have the conversation. <laughs> okay. Well, I talked with the former entity of Harmony, and he said I am basically immortal more so than we were before. As in, I don't know if I can die at all without being dead dead. What? Ever? Uh, that was the sound of it. But I am unsure. I have not tested it. I mean, I guess we kind of tested it, you know, 20 minutes ago. But we all kind of made it through that one. Well, Gritch, Doc, that's kind of a big thing you've been holding back. It wasn't really relevant since we're all functionally immortal until we're talking of starving to death on an alien world that is corrupted by chaos, and I Which might- would be the lamest reason I've been slugged, so let's avoid that, for that reason alone. Also, I don't want to starve. Yeah, starving is not a particularly elegant way to go. Right, and I'm not sure what happens to me if I starve, if I just waste away, or if I'm stuck just being hungry forever, or- Let's not- let's not find out. Can we tell what time it is in the- day uh i like a number it's daytime yeah is it like is it morning is the like is the sun directly overhead i'm gonna say it's afternoon okay i don't know if we can actually know this because we don't know where the sun is in relation to the there's a lot of factors that don't apply yeah uh, there's one sun you knew that you knew the planet was orbiting it so it's afternoon yeah i guess we could like <laughs> 
if we wait long enough, we could see which direction the sun is going and determine if it's rising or setting. I was going to say, like, maybe tomorrow. I get to this character. Maybe tomorrow we can set off in a direction, see if we can find something. Vika's got her drone. Maybe we can scout with that and just keep looking for stuff. I mean, I think the first thing that I would like to do is get our med bay back online and see if we can bandage ourselves up a little bit. Okay, so repairs, scouting, that seems like it'll keep us busy. And probably at least patch up the ship enough to make a real shelter, just in case there is actually anything on this planet other than chaos that we can keep out. Good idea. Uh, okay, so... Sounds like, Vika, you need to make a repair roll to try to fix up all these things on the ship. Can I assist her? Yep. I mean, I'd definitely be assisting with that as well. Tell me how you guys are helping. Nine. Jyla, what does your helping look like? Um, I think she is, like, holding and bracing things, in, like, heavy things in place with her power arm and just her own strength so that like Vika can do the more precise work of like welding things together and like patching up the physical structure of the ship. Gotcha. And uh, Malcolm Llewellyn, how are you helping? Uh, Mal is uh, going to be using whatever sensors and the hollow table and whatever resources he has access to on the ship to try to basically, I guess, coordinate, prioritize, triage, whatever you want to call it. Which which areas the yeah no I mean that makes sense yeah which yeah. areas of the ship are in most critical danger of getting worse to then help direct which parts to go for gotcha all right Vika make your roll I already did it's a twelve awesome great well you guys have some camaraderie well, I didn't even get to I guess I should do my roll at least. oh yeah definitely do, do because that'll just build up camaraderie yeah yeah that is would you say that's cool yeah okay if that if it's if it's cool it's a ten. Great. Okay. So, you guys have a ton of camaraderie banked up. That's nice. Yay. I think we have like five. Four. These repairs are slow and kind of like hazardous. The ship is now at an angle that it is not meant to be at, which is to say that you're kind of always falling down a little bit. Um, At least it's not upside down, but it does make it a little bit tricky. You're able to kind of weld bits in just to kind of fill holes so it's at least a sealed container again, at least unless you want to like vent a little bit so you can breathe fresh air. We have all these chairs that Vika was making. Yeah, that's true. You do <laughs> we have... we can tack places. <laughs> oh, we've got a ton of living pieces of ship now, too. You do. That's true. We can use it to patch all the holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, you're, like, helping, like, put pieces in place then, like, grow in patches, you know? So, like, hold a piece of metal up and then you can see, like, the patch area just grow in around it and harden up. So... Um, and then... The last work is the med bay. This takes a lot, but you are able to kind of, like, get all the equipment functioning again. Nothing is really broken. It was just all, like, knocked loose and lost power. And, you know, you're able to kind of cobble together at least a working med bay so you can try to fix some of the grievous injuries that all of you have taken as you're all, like... So, can- so, our, auto, so our auto dock is working again, so Sully is now irrelevant? Yes, I can be shot in the head first scene of the next oh, chapter. No. Which would be a real nightmare, considering you can't die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to be like a Wolverine thing. I can't die, but they just shoot him in the head to make him forget all his memories. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to start burning through our camaraderie and rolling medicine checks on all these. Mandy had a thing she was going to do. Okay, I'll I'll wait. No, you can go, Mandy. So there's two quick things that Vi also wants to do. 
she's going to set it up so that the living piece of ship, we have that continually, like, growing. Okay. Um, because now her thought is maybe we might be able to actually patch up the ship. It might not be perfect, but we could have, like, a real solid hull maybe eventually. And then, two, because she's from the United Colonies and getting on new planets is, like, a thing that they do, she's going to throw her drone up to take, like, like, Go as high as it can before it starts hitting atmosphere. Or not atmosphere, but starts hitting a point where, like, it wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, like, out of range. Yeah, yeah. Um, And basically, I just want to get, like, a quick visual of the land of, like, which direction is the ripped part of the planet. Okay, cool. So we have, like, a very loose topography graph. Or map, sorry. Yep. All right, now I'm done. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go on the list. Vika. Oh, this ain't looking good. Uh, come on. Hey, actually. So that will be a nine, and I'm going to spend one camaraderie point to make it a ten. And you this ca- is on Vika? You, you counted for her one bandage already, right? Yep. I'm only getting a plus one, but this is Vika. So how much does she heal? I think it's heal two and remove and add one bandage for getting a ten plus. Yes. Uh, I think it's that it doesn't add a bandage and you heal one. No, it always adds a bandage. Does it? Okay. So then it's heal two. It's two and one bandage, one and one bandage, or none and two bandage. Okay, that's right. Jyla's next. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, they're too busy making out. <laughs> you have three camaraderie to burn if you want. That would be all the camaraderie to get her up to a mixed success. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. I rolled a three. Captain Mal. That, that'll take one camaraderie and he'll get one healed. I was feeling pretty good when I rolled for Vika. So... I get one bandage and Jyla gets two bandage. Yep. Ow. They were too busy making out. This is what you get for failing that medicine check on me, like, first thing. Well, technically, you can try to continue healing. Like, your bandage will just keep building up. Does that make sense? But you have three camaraderie to burn through. So you could technically do another roll on Jyla, ignoring all of her bandage. I mean, if we wanted, but, like, I... You can. There's, There's not really a reason not to, like, mechanically speaking. I mean, if I use all of it, I can get us up to a mixed success again. It's up to you. I, I'm not. I'm just telling you what your options are. Sure. Why not? We'll okay. just burn through it all. Yay. I'm not dying in the dying band anymore. <laughs> but Sully still is. Only our doctor. <laughs> but Sully still is. Um, okay. So the medical chair was helpful. You're able to like set the like broken ribs and like try to help with the concussions People aren't actively bleeding anymore. There aren't, like, open cuts, but you're all definitely still hurt and feeling your injuries as you're having to, like, walk gingerly and, you know, hold arms still. Okay, you're on on a planet. What's everyone about? Can I see how, like, close chaos is to us? Oh! I think what Vi was trying to do that with her drone. Well, the drone thing is a little bit more complicated, but, yeah, you can reach out with chaos. Or to, like, you know, whatever. Ten. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say what you do is you step into the cognitive realm for a moment. Um, So at this point, it's now something that you're able to do at will. This time, instead of it being an empty void, you actually step into a place. Um, You step into a black palace built of a glassy stone. It is extremely opulent and beautiful seems like the wrong word when really what it is is ostentatious or over, you know, it's it's like grotesque in its extravagance. 
everything is too big and with too much detail. So chaos is definitely compensating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a space that you're able to walk through, but it's all labyrinthine paths leading through this giant palace. However, once you're there, it is completely empty from what you can tell. Um, however, way off in the distance, you see still circling a dragon. It seems to be like, I don't know what the right way to say flying, but limping. Like its wing doesn't work right. It seems to be coasting and struggling to fly, but it's still out there just waiting for you. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.